Okay, okay. So the last episode, we talked through uh, your past year and just level setting with who you are right now and who you've been in the last year. And now we're going to start to look at who you are right now and who you want to be in the next year. So in on a new piece of paper, or again, check out the worksheets that are linked in the episodes. Uh, how old are you going to be a year from now? So either write that down in your notebook or on the worksheet provided. And uh, take a moment to consider that. How old will you be one year from now? And then below that, you're going to draw a circle. If you've got the worksheet, you'll see a circle. And think back to the exercises we did with the, the past year. And think back to your highlights and your failures and your values and your things, your experiences, your ways of being. And you're going to write everything inside that circle that you want to keep or start. And everything you don't want is going to go on the outside of the circle. So think think big, go macro to micro. Anything you celebrate or complain can be a goal. So you know, from the political climate, if this is just your dream political climate, um, okay. And also, great, that's your thing. Um, put that in the circle, how you feel about that, how you want the world to look. And then if uh, that's not, so you know that would be my camp, um, write that on the outside. And then everything you want the world to look like that you want politically, environmentally, economically, those things go on the inside of the circle and everything you don't want goes on the outside. So start from that macro level, like think world, world view and then go micro you know do you complain about your commute to work how long that takes maybe that goes on the outside of the circle or perhaps you've been asking forever to work from home and you're not getting it so working from home might be on the inside of the circle and not you know working at the office five days a week might be on the outside or you know you really hate eggs that could go on the outside and uh, whatever you want to eat blueberries on the inside so Anything we can criticize or we complain about can be a goal or something that we work towards in our life. So inside the circle is what we want, outside of the circle is what we don't want. I take about two to five minutes to do that. Again, feel welcome to pause this, put on some music, do that. The next one, um, if you're artistic, is going to be your dream, and if not, I'll give some suggestions. But the next exercise, you're going to need a blank sheet of paper. The worksheet will afford that for you. And you're going to draw a picture of yourself a year from now. So take a moment to think a year from now, perfect dream state. What do I look like? What am I doing? Who am I with? What am I thinking and feeling? Um, you know, what does my environment look like? So you're going to draw a picture of everything you could imagine um, a year from now. And a crazy story about this. So you know, goal setting is kind of mind-blowing to me because I just had the absolute privilege of sitting down with Kelly Morin, who if you are a Practice Indie or Naptown member, you know and love her. And she did this um, process with me last year. And her goals were to move to Minnesota, to um, get a new job, to you know move into an apartment or, or downsize their living lifestyle, all these things. And every single thing that she wrote down in that vision, she is living. And that 
process. We did this in January or December, actually. She moved in July. We just got to hang out and talk about that. And it all happened within a year. So I want to say this, we dive into this process. It does get a little creepy and the um, and awesome. And the drawing thing, I drew a picture of my dream spouse when I was in like high school, early high school. And I shit you not, Peter looks exactly like that drawing. So, you know, this is a very powerful exercise if you let it be. And you've got to really get out of your way. So try not to assume. So going back to the very first episode, try not to assume anything. Just give yourself permission to draw the fantasy of a year from now. What, what would that perfect thing look like? And um, yeah, just have at it, have fun. Like I still have that picture of my dream Peter and now I get to live my life with him. And yeah, this, this exercise always blows my mind. So take time to do that. Get your crayons out, get your paints out, have a good time. If you're not creative, maybe you just do free, fr- free flow writing or word association where you just write any word that comes to mind. If you're a math person and that's how you're creative, maybe you write out an equation. I don't know, I can hardly count to eight. So uh, whatever floats your boat on on really thinking that way. And if you feel stuck, you might wanna come back to it later. But I, I find that drawing and using color um, helps me kind of break out of when I feel like I can't see something. So take some time to do that. After that, you're going to write down again your values. But before you do that, listen to this little spiel. So there are two types of values. There's borrowed values, which are what are gifted to us, air quotes gifted to us from society, from family, from us shooting on ourselves or thinking what we should be doing, but we don't really want to. And then there's claimed. So a great example of this is when my husband and I started dating about 10 years ago, um, I was kind of obsessed with owning nice things and buying nice things. And there's no shade on anybody that that's your thing, but I had claimed, I'm sorry, borrowed that value because I was not living in full integrity and alignment with my life. And so buying nice things was something that society had told me would give me self-worth. So I... I put a lot of time, energy, and of course money into buying nice things and wanting nice things because it helped me feel like I was worth something because I wasn't willing to or I didn't know how to go after who I really wanted to be and what I really wanted. So my borrowed value would have been like luxury, nice things. My claimed value is now sustainability and um, shopping small. So I like nice things, but... I I prefer and really work hard to shop from people I know and to shop from organizations and causes and products that I know will create sustainability. So whether that's something that I can hand down from child to child, whether that's something that supports women or people of color or it supports my direct community, I'm much more likely to put my money into that. And that also comes back to me since I'm a small business owner. So I, it's not that owning things is not a value. It's just the way that I own things. So my borrowed value would have been luxury, nice things. My claimed is small, sustainable things. Um, another value is education and my borrowed value would be educating myself to prove myself, 
my claimed value is educating myself because I'm worth it and because I'm smart enough. So this will trickle into our mantras and our you know, self-talk later, but just really taking a moment, it might start out as like a list of 10 to 15, then you'll be able to pare it down. But just think about the things that have been gifted to you that you would like to personally give back. Um, another is body image from society. You know, I had the borrowed value that my worth was only as little as I weighed, and now my claimed value is I am enough as I am. And, you know, even though they're values, they're things that help guide me depending on how deeply entrenched it is in your being it might take years or lifetimes to be able to to reroute that that journey and that compass and you might find yourself drifting on that path often and so give yourself grace to know that what you want to claim might not actually be what you claim for a while and that also these things can live deep in your subconscious before you can recognize like, oh, I've been living this person's value and that really isn't what I want or isn't how I want to live my life, but I've been doing it out of fear or, you know, societal brainwashing or whatever. So take some time to really marinate and digest that because that is more important than the goals themselves. The goals themselves are just to help set you on the path, but the values are what are going to keep you on the path or keep redirecting you in the in the way you really want to be on another page we're going to do um yet another super important exercise so the values are super important and then this next one is called above the line and below the line so as you think about your last year or yourself in general when you've been your best and when you've been your worst you're going to break out you know the things that either environmental factors, personality traits, people, etc., that help you be your best. And those are going to all go above the line. And then things that contribute to you being your worst, I call that version of me Stephanie because my husband introduced me as Stephanie on our third date. So I refer to my alter ego as Stephanie. When I turn up as Stephanie, all the um, factors, personality traits, people, things that help or encourage the worst of me to show up that goes below the line. And this is something that you can check in with when something's not going well, when you're failing at a goal, you can check in with it and be like, okay, am I above the line or below the line? It doesn't mean that it's gonna shift you into success, but it might shift your mindset about failure or about where you're at in the conflict or the struggle. So. Above the line, what it takes for you to be your best self. Below the line, what it takes for you to be your worst self. And then on another list, so definitely take some time to do that. In another list, you're going to write out all the things you fundamentally believe about the world and yourself. And these might start to look and feel a little bit like the values conversation, but it's really about what are called limiting beliefs versus liberating truths. So... Uh, and also, um, you know, the subconscious conscious conversation, you may not be aware of some of these things. So I do encourage anyone doing this work to pick up or maintain a practice of meditation or yoga because it's going to help you illuminate what we call samskaras or these uh, mental pathways that, that get dug into our brain over time, again, from society or, you know, maybe our our. If you're, uh, if you believe in reincarnation or past births or um, whatever, so 
this may be hard to see, but some of them will probably be on the surface already for you. So on one side of this list, you're gonna write down things that are in a scarcity or limiting mindset. So I'm not good enough, I'm fat, I'm dumb, I'm, you know, I'll never be able to get that job, I'll never be lovable. All the things that you know you run in a loop all the time about yourself or about the world. People are bad, people suck. Um, the environment is, you know, screwed, like whatever your limiting beliefs are. And if you don't think they're limiting, then don't write them down. But if you know and feel they're limiting, write them down on one side. And on the other side, you're going to rewrite that narrative. So if, uh, if you're interested, we have another, another podcast episode called um, The Story We Tell or The Story We're Telling Ourselves. And Joel Osteen, who's um, an evangelist minister, um, we don't have a ton in common, he and I, but one thing he said that I really love is whatever follows I am will be basically a self-fulfilling prophecy. So if your phrase is, I am stupid, which was mine forever and honestly kind of still is, you're going to keep living into that narrative. Not only are you going to live into it, it's like seeing a red Prius. If that's the car you want, all of a sudden you're going to see him everywhere. You're going to prove yourself right that you're an idiot. And you're going to live that out and you're going to start to behave in ways that will help you live that out even if you don't want it to. So start to identify where it is that you're having these limiting or scarcity thoughts and flip the conversation. And it's probably going to feel kind of phony for a while of saying like, I'm smart, I'm smart. Like I still struggle with that. But whenever I feel myself saying that, I even think in one of the recordings I said I'm an idiot, I've got to quickly when I hear myself saying that, change the narrative. I'm not an idiot, I'm smart. Or, you know, for a while I had to switch it to like, I'm cunning or <laughs> kind of had to trick myself because I really didn't believe it. So I know that can feel false, but in order to change the story, we've got to start telling a different story. So take some time to write that out. Take some time. Maybe this is an area you pause, you call people that love you and you say like, what do you see me doing all the time that's like self-damaging? And that might also give you some perspective. And then you're going to distill the liberating truths into pithy aphoristic phrases that I'll call sutras or mantras. They're not really either of those things, but for language use, we'll call them sutras or mantras. So these little short phrases that you can repeat all the time to help change the story. So for me, it's I am smart, I am beautiful, I am enough. Um, those are three, you know, I'm a good mother, I'm a good wife. These are, these are things that I repeat all the time to myself when I get myself in that shame scarcity spiral. And I'd say write three to five down, no more than that. If you have one, that's really... That's really the key to try to get really, really specific. Most of my things come down to me not thinking I'm enough. So my mantra is often just, I am enough. After that, think about if you could be like five people, who would they be? And make this bigger than life. So it could be someone close to you, but uh, one of my examples is Chrissy Teigen. I think she's fucking hilarious. She's beautiful. She's a mother. She's real. I likely will never meet her, but I want to. I want to aspire to be like her in so many ways. Another one is um, Ellen DeGeneres. Like she's hysterical, right? Like she uplifts people. 
so many things about Ellen DeGeneres. Another one for me is Oprah. So think about these, I mean, and who, I mean, literally, what wouldn't you want to be about Oprah? She's gorgeous. She's brilliant. She's inspiring, blah, blah, everything, everything. She makes change. I love that woman. Life goal to meet her. I'm just putting it out there. Anyway, um, so if you could be like five people, who would they be and why? And maybe it is like your, you know, my parents, I, I do want to be just like my parents. They're good people. There's just so much love about them. So they would go on my list too. So five people who you want to be like and why. And um, the next one's a little tricky because it's none of my business to tell you how to live your life. But the next one, you're going to list out people that drag you down. People that don't make you your best self. And this doesn't mean that you write them off the ship. But it does mean that you're careful with those relationships and or you get clear in those relationships so a Brene Brown quote that I just love is clear is kind and so think about these people that when you're with them you revert to your worst self or Stephanie if you will and it doesn't mean that you cut them out of your life but it does mean that you got to get clear with your boundaries or clear with your conversations around them or clear with what it is about them that makes you your worst and um yeah, consider that because in order to think about who we're going to be in a year and to really vision ourselves a year from now and to keep ourselves in the most elevated state possible, it's going to require that we don't uh, we don't engage in behavior, I mean, I guess as, as infrequently as possible. You can't avoid people to bring you down. That's part of life. That's part of conflict. But you want to be cognizant of the whys so that you can pull yourself out. So it kind of goes back to the above the line, below the line. You don't have to get rid of them, but you have to be aware that you know if you want to live and be a certain way, you're going to have to be very clear with why certain relationships might not be beneficial for you at certain times or, you know, maybe you, you know triggers and you pull away from those people at those times. So not saying cut people out of your life, but just consider consciously who is... Who is contributing to your best and and who maybe not and then don't assume anything or take anything personally everybody's on their own journey um they say that the sum total the you are the sum total of you know the five to seven people who you spend the most of your time with so now think about people you want to be like think about people that pull you down who do you spend your time with five to seven people and are you elevating each other or are you pulling each other down? Just take a moment to process all of that. The next episode, we're really going to get into future thinking with the year, but all of this as a foundation of how we're going to move forward. Cool? Cool.